Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, welcome to Horse Hour. Today I talk to the lovely American inventor, Christina Henriksen. And her husband, Jeff, joins us too. I think it's quite nice to get a man's perspective. After all, they're the ones that have to put up with our horsey passion, being at the yard all day at night. And let's be honest, we're a little bit crazy. So it's really nice to get Jeff's perspective. And also some American-isms. What's really the difference between American equestrians and UK equestrians? Christina shares the story of her eventing journey and what it's been like since she's moved over to the UK. Hello! Hey! It's really lovely to meet you. Thank you so much. Have you been riding today already? Yes, yeah. It was a wet morning, so... Oh, bless you. I know. I'm going to go out shortly. I'm, like, praying that the rain will go away. But I've just seen someone in the background. Who's that? I yes, uh, this is my husband, Jeff. Hey, come here. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jeff, Amy, Hello. Jeff. Nice, nice to meet you. Although he can't hear me, can he? Hear, you oh, here. There we go. Up <laughs> for a second. Hello. Hello, Jeff. Nice to meet you. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? Good. So, do you ride as well? Uh, well, um, a little bit, not uh, just for fun. I, I grew up riding Western in uh, in Texas, so uh, wow! The, oh my the, goodness, Christina, you've got a true cowboy. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, I do. Although she gives, she makes fun of my my Western riding isms. So we, we we have we have a good time going back and forth. So we uh, should have I, like an ism off. Like we want to know what's the difference between some of the words that we say in the UK as opposed to what you say, and then cross discipline, because I feel like I talk to a lot of our American listeners, and I feel like I I don't really know enough about America, if I'm honest. So, I mean. Wow, we could do a whole podcast on oh, that. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I mean, there's you know, um... the, there's there's a lot of little things that you just uh, you don't realize until you live here, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you guys and and I, and I picked it up too because I go home and I say um, um, but you know, Br- brilliant I, is the biggest brilliant. Thing. You know, brilliant. Um, saying cheers after somebody does something nice for you, like in the states, we only say that when we're like toasting, I guess. Yeah. Um, Calling we don't really me. say that that much, though. That's a real. That's kind of a myth, I think, of America compared to England. Is that I don't. I don't feel we yeah, say just, cheers that much. Maybe we yeah. say it too much. I'll tell you one that does stick out is uh, instead of like buddy or bro, like mate, right? So hey, hey, mate. You know, so when I go back home and speak to my friends now, I like I'll be hey, mate, and they're like, "What are you calling me mate for?" You know, and it's so that's one. You guys use the word "sorted" a lot. That's that's a very yeah. popular word. Where have you all been hanging out? I feel you've been hanging out in really rough areas. Maybe we have. 
we just live out in the country. We live out in Burford. Yeah, oh, so wow. we're in the country. So, but that's not know. the bad. That's not a bad spot, right? Burford. No, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. What about the uh, what about the horse, the equestrian side? Then, what differences do you see from being over there to being over here? Oh my God, there's you, so many differences. Know, yeah. um, so actually, Eventing Nation just had a blogger that did a whole thing on the difference between the UK and um, uh, and America. Hmm. And not just on the words, but just on the differences in the eventing scene and the horse scene. Um, it's funny because I have a full-time groom who is British and she's <laughs> like numna. She'll say numna all the time. And I'm like, oh, saddle pad, you know. Um, <laughs> That we will collect the horses. Oh, bring them in. Um, oh, yes. A head collar. Uh, first time someone said head collar. I'm like, a, a what? <laughs> so what do you call that? A halter. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for the taking the things off, uh, the studs off instead of a oh, wrench. Yeah. Oh, my um, farrier. So yeah, yeah, yeah. My farrier was hilarious. He, he came out one day to um, fix the stud hole. And he asked me if I had a oh god what was a it? spinner a spinner he yeah. asked if I had a spinner and I was like a spanner a, a spinner like like a, spin a, a like spinner you... what's yeah, maybe... a spinner right so, okay it is not just us so we would call that a wrench you know you it's like a you you, you know in the U S it's like a wrench you have a, a nut and a bolt and you use a wrench right and yeah so maybe it's just maybe it's our part of the world out here we're getting some. Uh, yeah. Uh, colloquialisms that uh, that are they're maybe unique to the Cotswolds. The only thing, well, the Cotswolds are amazing. Those guys know what they're talking about. People that live there, but um, the, uh, the only word I could think of is maybe that he means spanner rather than spinner. So it's a bit like a wrench. It's a similar kind of thing. <laughs> However, why he is using a spanner to take off the horse's shoes, I've got no idea. No, no. Oh no, no, no! It was to it was to fix the stud hole. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, then maybe. Yeah. yeah, he was trying to he he was trying to, to to put a stud in to see which hole had been stripped, right. and so yeah yeah so he um and then yeah and I could <laughs> what he was talking about and so I just brought the whole stud box out to him the whole kit. And I, I, I said, Here it is. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Here, here's my Americanism because I I don't really know what you're talking about. And uh, and then I pulled out the kit, and he he's like oh, he's, he pulled out the wrench, and he's like oh the and I'm like, oh that's a wrench oh amazing and what about in terms of riding then so Jeff yeah. you do you have you ridden over here just no, like hacking he, he goes you know, out hacking with me but nothing nothing like yeah other than that I'm hoping to get him out fox hunting this winter she's but... trying to talk me into that but I don't know you need your I, brave pants on the, definitely yeah I'm more about hitting up the hunt ball and, and letting you guys do all the crazy stuff <laughs> and um, and so so what was it you did you did raining no I I did um I well I grew up as a did calf roping and team roping in the states cool. so the rodeo event yeah and I did I did that through high school and then uh, quit, went to college, and and then I really didn't start writing again until I met Christina, and then started writing English. So that was a bit of a switch. And is that how you guys met? Did you meet through the horses? Um, yeah. So I was working as an assistant trainer at a dressage barn outside of uh, Boulder, Colorado, and Jeff's mom had a horse there that she had yeah. in in livery. And um, I'd known Jeff's mom for a year before I ever met Jeff. And his mom was waiting for me to break up with my then boyfriend. <laughs> and literally, it wasn't even like two weeks. And, and She waited. She gave a two-week window. Yeah, she gave me a two-week window <laughs> to get over my heartbreak. And, and, you know, Jeff's out there helping his mom uh, and the farrier. And... Amazing. Go, mom. <laughs> She's yeah, awesome. Right. Yeah. So. You know, she, she, and she was supposed to call me. And she didn't, like, for a week. 
I was like, I was like, I was, oh. busy. I was like, oh, okay, maybe she didn't like me, whatever. And then, uh, and then, like two weeks later, she, uh, I was playing poker with some buddies of mine in Denver, and I got a text message from her. She was like, hey, you want to go to a baseball game? And I went to a baseball game, and that was the rest was history. So, yeah. Christina, you actually asked Jeff out on a date first. Um, no, I didn't. I I, I asked her out, and she said, out, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be in Denver next weekend. Uh, give me your number, and I'll, I'll text you when we get down there. So I was like, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So I gave her my number, and just crickets, you know, I never heard. So I was like, ah, oh, totally got blo- I got blown off, you know. And, <laughs> and then she texted me like a week later, or a week after she was supposed to. And But then we went to a baseball game. You're not we, bitter or anything, are you, no, clearly? No, no. I, I just I like to give her to give her grief for it. But uh yeah, yeah, we went to a game and yeah, we started dating like like we went on like four dates in a row, like in four days in a row, and like we're hanging out a lot. Um and, and started dating really quickly. And, um, and got, then got engaged, got dated married. Dated two and... years and then got married. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Your mom is amazing. She's she's a genius, isn't she? She's put you both together. It's <laughs> lovely. So what would we call her over here? Cupid. Your mom's Cupid, she, definitely. Yeah, she has a bow and arrow and you know, let it let it fly and, and uh hit the, the bullseye. So. so what's it like then having um a really successful wife, Jeff, that's riding uh, all the time? Because you know, we, we take the mick out of our other halves a lot and say they are horse widowers and we as much as we have to deal with the football and you know them having football and rugby on the tv actually they have to deal with a lot with us being away and down the yard so how do you guys make it work I mean you know she is I mean we both are I think very passionate about what we do Uh, I work in finance and I love my job and and so I I'm, I'm really busy with but I have going, and Christina's very busy with what she has going. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, we kind of live in two different worlds during the day, you know, because she's out at the barn. I, I work in Oxford. And, but then at night we come back and, you know, uh, she tells me about her day. I tell her about mine. And, and we try and do a lot of trips. And, and we do a lot of trips together. We try and do a lot of trips. And actually, probably the biggest thing lately has been we bought a new lorry. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and so I had a two horse little horse box for the first year and a half we were here, two years this year, because I could drive that on my American license. Mm-hmm. So I had four horses going and a two horse horse box. Didn't really work really well. Um, but so we've been trying to upgrade to an HGB for quite some time and we knew what we were looking for, but it just took a long time to get one. And so we just bought a, t- a really nice 12 ton. And Jeff went with us to yeah, Aston on, on, on Sunday and his beer in the fridge and his book. Yeah. I had a computer. I could, could I could, I could work. I could, I could then go out and watch her when she competed and then uh, got to, you know, go back and, and, uh, and, and be in the lorry and stuff. So it made it easier. Cause like when you're in the two horse one, it was kind of like just hanging out on the bumper for like, you know, <laughs> nine got a bit old, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's so lovely though. I took Mark, my, my, we, we're due to get married in September. Actually. I took him up to it. Thank you. Thank you. I thought I'd better do it quickly. So he doesn't have a chance to run away. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, being, being married uh, that here again, this is a whole nother podcast. So being married to to and a horsewoman to an inventor is uh, is interesting at times. I mean, the thing is, I think with you guys is you're also passionate about about what you're doing um, that it really I mean, in a lot of ways, I I mean, obviously, it's time, you know, the, the amount of time that gets spent on it can be difficult at times. But mm-hmm. For me, I mean, I really admire Christina for how hard she works and, and what she puts into it. And then being able to watch her, you know, achieve goals that she sets and, well, and, and be able to even, experience that with her. Even from the beginning, because when is an when, amazing feeling. Jeff, um, like when you met me, I was very, very, very 
amateur, yeah. not been event. I mean, I've had horses my whole life, but um, in Colorado, I do two, three events a year. I was working at a yard, but I was yeah. I was doing uh, BE 100, and that was a big, big deal back then to me. And you know, to come all the way from that to now having a string of four successful horses, and Jeff has been a big big backer behind Henriksen eventing. I mean, he's been yeah. a major role in my success and my ability to be able to do this the way that we have. And, um, yeah, it's been really, really cool. I mean, it's I amazing. Think... It's really lovely. And then to see that growth and the fact that Jeff is part of that from the beginning. And, you know, there are times when you're exhausted, you've got no money, you're trying to pay for the next trip out just to get to a competition. Eventing's an expensive sport in itself. We hear this a lot. Yeah. Um, so to have that, such a good strong support network around you must help for so that you christina can then concentrate on on your psychological side of the riding yeah <laughs> yeah i try very hard to concentrate on that side but there, <laughs> that's, that's probably you know avenging is a really hard sport and, and psychologically i mean it, you know you have to be really physically fit to do the sport and 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 obviously really good rider but i think the psychological side of the sport is probably the hardest part of it all and i think that you know when you see people at the top of their game at the top levels of the sport they're not people that just came into it you know um we mm. had the absolute luxury of getting to know Bettina Hoy this spring who was based with us and she is phenomenal but she has spent many 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 years riding at the top of the sport and mastering the psychological skills and she said to me one day I think it was after she won at Chatsworth she's like you have to you have to know that you can win you have to want to win you know, she said so much of this is psychological. Um, once you've, you know, mastered the skills and, and have been riding at the top for a long time, a lot of it is psychological. And um, do you have that, Christina? Because you're so sweet. I can <laughs> imagine you having that, you know, that, oh, I'm going to beat everybody. I could just imagine you going, thanks very much. Sorry, sorry about that. I'm just going to overtake you. She's a competitor for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll let the smile fool you. <laughs> I do struggle a bit with the psychological side um, and that is something that I'm trying really hard to get better at and, and I think I think doing the sport in England and having a string of horses and going out and competing all the time um, and really, you know, really being aware of where your mind is at and, and what you're thinking about as you go into the Starbucks, as you go into your dressage test, I think those are all things that it takes lots of practice. And, and lots of experience. And, you know, I used to go into show jumping and I would get so nervous. I would land from a fence halfway through the course and forget where I was going. Really? And what was that? Was that because you just go blank because the nerves took over? The nerves would take over. And I wanted it so bad that I couldn't, um, I, I just, I couldn't keep the nerves from taking over. And I did that. I did that quite a few yeah. times. And, you know, like the, um, our area championships and different, you know, events that meant a lot to me. And so, you know, now three years, three seasons into being here, I'm able to go into the show jumping and think about, you know, my canter, my rhythm, my balance and, and, and where I'm going and the next fence. And um, it's, it's the experience has made a massive difference. But how did you get through that, that period? I'll say one thing. I think Christina, since she's been here, and I'll say this, that psychologically, I think that's been her biggest improvement. I mean, I've seen that firsthand. And we've talked a lot about it. But the confidence yeah. level that she has going in now versus when we first moved over here has been uh, 
amazing. And I think that's been one of the, 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 the most enjoyable things about her journey that I've been fortunate enough to witness. Just before you scoot off and get back to your work, because um, you know, we're very grateful for, for her husband's opinion right now. What is it, do you think, that our partners can do to help support us just a little bit more? I mean, we know they're super supportive anyway, but like you saying then yeah. that you, you know, you're so proud of Christina and, and how she has enhanced her psych- psychological side of the sport. What do you think our husbands and wives could do? Um, so you want you want my opinion from the mistakes that I've made, which I think are probably the most valuable opinions, right? The mistakes that I've made is, you know, I've always, because I don't know much about the technical elements. I mean, I know a little bit just having been around it, but I don't know enough to comment on why she maybe, you know, didn't have enough strides into a jump or whatever. But, you know, mm-hmm. the psychological part, I've, I've tried to help her with, you know, like kind of her mental mindset before she goes in, what she should think about. And then what I've learned is that there are times when you should be that way and say, maybe you should do this different and be constructive. And then there are times when you you just need to purely be supportive and you need to know the difference between when is a moment to really to to, to talk about like, okay, let's talk about what went wrong and when's a moment to just plain be supportive. And and that's something I've had to learn through trial and error. Although I think I've got I think I've gotten better at it. So that would be that would be my big take. Well, that's you're it. still together, so you definitely got through it. I was explaining this to Mark the other day. I was like, I don't always want your opinion. Sometimes I just want you to say, Well done, I'm so proud of right. you. Absolutely. Because guys, we always have an opinion. And it's not that we're you know, it's that we see something we're like, well, did you you know, what about this? Did you think about this? And 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 sometimes it's called for and sometimes you know, Christina wants my input and other times it's like, like you just said, <laughs> just, you know, and you should get good enough to kind of be able to, to read the situation well enough to not, you know, go wrong. And my advice is trial and error and you, eventually you get it down. So I'm still learning, but I have gotten better. But anyway, it was a pleasure to meet you and uh, I'll let you guys get back to it. It's a pleasure to meet you, Jeff. Thanks so much. See you soon. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks, babe. So, so Jeff was really kind in saying that, you know, you've, He's really proud of the way that you're, you've enhanced in your psychology. How did you get through that process, Christina? From We've all been there, you know, having the nerves in the show jumping ring and going, oh, my God, where am I supposed to go next? How did you get from that to not having a complete meltdown and giving everything up to now you're in a position where you don't have that meltdown, you don't have that mind blank anymore? Well, it's not to say that it's gone forever. I don't want to jinx myself. <laughs> But um, I think I think a lot of it is being really comfortable in the training at home, and and being really prepared. You can never be over prepared. Um, you know, having the horses feeling really good at home, making mistakes at home, so you so you know how to handle it in competition. Um, everybody wants to train perfectly all the time, and for me, I'm so terrified of making mistakes all the time that I had to learn to just except that I was going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. (laughs) And to not be so afraid of it and to to take everything as a learning experience. Um, I've been show jumping with Grant Wilson since December, and I have to say Grant has really, really changed the way that I show jump and the way that I I think and feel my horses underneath me. Um, Julie, too, also has really helped me a lot over the winter. And um, just, you know the practice and the repetition and and knowing what I need to be feeling and thinking about that when I go on the ring, not thinking about the results, not thinking about, you know, what if, just thinking about what does my horse feel like, what is going on underneath me, um, 
<clears throat> and and what is my balance like and and focusing on that and then it takes your mind if you can if you can channel your mind into what's going on underneath you i think it's much easier to keep from being distracted from the other elements um, so interesting because i was talking to a psychologist last week called charlie unwin and oh okay i've Char- always wanted to meet him loveliest guy really really lovely and so fascinating to talk to and he said exactly that it's you need to get a focus and um by you need to focus your mind so you're not thinking about the what ifs because i'm the same as you were in that position really i'm thinking what if the horse spooks what if i fall off i mean did you hear oh my goodness today it's been all in the news that this Poor girl. Um, she was uh, she was in one of the competitions, and she was in the vets. Uh, you know they do the vets inspection afterwards, and throughout the vets, oh, yeah. what happened was while they were doing the vet inspection, her groom pulled off the fly fly ears, yeah. and the whole bridle fell off the horse, and the horse oh. spooked and bolted through the event. And oh. sadly, the horse has had a few injuries. He's okay, but but that sort of thing is a massive what if. But you yeah, don't actually you... expect it to happen, but it can no. happen. So there's no. no point really thinking about the what ifs and worrying about them because yeah. you, you can't really control that. The only thing you can control is you. And I thought that's exactly. amazing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it, there's so many things in eventing in any horse sport that can go wrong at any given time that you have absolutely no control over. So I think, you know, if you can focus on the things you do have control over, um, it's, it's really important. I mean, I had, oh my gosh, on Sunday, I had a, a total, like, had no control over it. I was sitting in second in a big intermediate division, had personal best dressage score over 27 on Kaya Delacassia, clear show jumping, went cross country. He's going brilliantly. And we get to the hedges and I asked in the walls, you had to jump them going out. And then in, there was a galloping lane right next to it. You jumped them coming back. Well, as we're headed to the hedge at fence number seven, someone is coming at the exact same time, the other direction. Oh, no. Going to jump at the exact same time. Just, oh, my you goodness. Know, you know, no, no, but 20 feet over, 20 feet over. But still, um, you know, it was still, we were still jumping the same hedge line mm. right next to each other. And I love Calada Acacia. He is the most brilliant horse. He is. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Amazing. But his inquisitive nature can get him in trouble sometimes. <laughs> and his little ears pricked at the hedge, and then it pricked at the horse that was galloping at him. And I lost all the gallop. I lost all of the focus. I'm doing everything I can to get him back together. Mm. And he is so focused on the horse that's galloping next, you know, coming at him and then going to jump the same hedge just further over, that I completely lost the canner, lost it. And it was too big of a hedge for him by the time he refocused to actually jump it on the stride we were on, that he had no choice but to stop. But, you know, any horse uh, is going to look at another horse that's galloping towards him over the hedge. My horse would turn and run the other direction. So you did well to even keep him. (laughs) (laughs) You did well to just keep him going to try and get over the hedge. But it was so gutting because, you know, we were sitting in, in the place to be in a top placing in our first season of Intermediate and halfway through it. And, um, but you know, it's just one of those things you have absolutely no control over. The only thing I had control over is what I did next. I circled him. I rode him forward. He jumped around the rest of the course absolutely beautifully. Didn't have much of a choice at that point because I'm a little cross with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, you, you just, you never know what's going to happen. What are the odds that the timing is going to be that random that you're going to come and meet, you know, on, at that point in the track like all the years that we've been eventing i've never had anything like that happen and you probably Um, will never come across it again which is why it's such a great story to tell but but interestingly how you handled it afterwards i think we could all learn from that is that you didn't freak out and go oh my god he can't do this and stop there and then because you knew i'm presuming you couldn't get a top placing but you still wanted to complete the course and does that that gives the horse confidence as well doesn't it yeah, exactly. And it, at this point in the year, especially with this horse, he, he needs a lot of confidence. Um, he he needed the experience to go and say, okay, you know what? Like, that sucks that happened, but you have a job to do. Mm-hmm. We both have a job to do. Now we need to get on and do it. And um, and he did. And he was really good. And he tried really, really hard, but he knew I was cross with him. And I think he was a bit upset at the end that it happened because it was one of those days where you just feel all the pieces clicking together. Mm. And when he went into the dressage test, it was the best he's ever felt. The show jumping, he was amazing. Um, so, you know, like he he didn't want to stop. He didn't want to do that. Like, but he just got a bit distracted. <laughs> oh, bless him. You can't blame him, though, can you really? How, how no. long have you had him? Um, so I've had him for just two years. Um, he came from Piggy French and she had got him that spring and he had done jumpers in Ireland, um, as a six, six and seven year old. Um, and then she did some one hundreds on him and a couple novices. And then I took over the ride in July and I love him to bits, but he is, he is brilliant in the show jumping. Uh, but he's, he is a horse that on the cross country, you have to be absolutely on it all the time. Mm. And he's not, he'll help you out in the show jumping, but he won't always help you out on the cross country if you're a little bit wrong. So the, the time, and, and this season has been a really good learning curve for that. Cause I missed, I got him late in, I got him in July of 2015 
did a few events on him that fall and then in the spring did a few events and they had a, a small injury so I missed most of last season with him. Oh, bless him. Um, so yeah so this year's just kind of been getting the partnership getting you know getting him more confident in his job and me more confident at you know intermediate two-star level um, and you know just kind of learning and growing together and he's yeah, he's just a really cool horse. I know he's going to be really competitive someday. <laughs> is is part just... of what you do then, is part of it like training them with you now? So each, yeah, you, you've taken him from, um, or, or you've now got the ride after Piggy, so she took him so far. And then how far do you want to go with him? What's your, what's your plan? Um, I really, you know, I want to take him as far as I possibly can. You know, if that, I don't, I don't think he's going to be a four-star horse. Um, he doesn't really have the gallop. Uh, he has a scope. I mean, he is the scopiest horse, but he, he doesn't have a, a big gallop. He's quite warm bloody. <laughs> so um, I would really like to take him to three-star and get some good at three-star experience on him, hopefully while I'm here. Um, and then when I go back to America, then hopefully can continue on with him. Um, but you know that's that's always the hope you never know what's going to happen with horses do you so you never know um, you just got to keep going and to have what have you got four horses under your belt now yeah i've got i've got four yep so you're so lucky (laughs) you're just completely living the dream it's very brave of you to leave america and to come over to the uk and it's almost like setting up a new life for a while what was it do you think that when what, can you think of the or when was the point that you thought I could actually do this as a professional forever um, and I don't need another job now because a lot of us have other jobs we work nine to five and then we're taking our horses yeah. and trying to compete at weekends and at some point you have to be sensible and make the make the decision to actually do this full time yeah yeah and you have to want to I mean it's not easy um and for me, I, so I was a registered nurse in America. Um, I worked as a nurse part-time and I then did the horses part-time as well. And um, actually coming over here was just out of pure luck. It was not planned. It was not. Um, my husband randomly came up to me in November of 2015 and said, you know, what would you think if I applied for the executive MBA program in Oxford? Would you move to England? And wow. I didn't even have to think about it. I just absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so it's funny because he was the last person accepted in the program. Two weeks later, he did his application. <laughs> he was accepted um, to start in January of 2016. So it was a whole life-changing, not planned, really last minute, kind of one of those we're young we we've got the opportunity to do this let's do it um and so for me it was the first time that i really really thought that i i could do this full time like i could you know learn a lot and grow a lot and hopefully have the opportunity to make a career out of it someday and i've got so far to go but um it you know it was an, it, it really was an opportunity of a lifetime and so we both just jumped at it and um yeah, so we came over, we moved over that following April full-time. Two corgis and one horse came over. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it must have, uh, how how did you even go about bringing your horse over here? That must have cost, I always say it must have cost a fortune. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like international horse trans- transport is such a big thing, like more so in America than here because Americans 
come over and buy horses all the time from from Europe. Um, so that actually, I have to say, the horse transport was probably the easiest part of the entire move over here. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and I was based in Florida for the winter with just um, on my two, on another two-star horse that I have, Princess Pavon, um, that I had her from a five-year-old and just she was bought to be resale and I just ended up keeping her and, and taking her up the levels. Um, and so, yeah, she was the, she was the easiest part, but it, it definitely, when you move to a foreign country and you're starting a new life, it's a really, really hard challenge. And it's not just the moving and, and the setting up, but then sometimes you go, well, what now? <laughs> you know, I'm here, um, but, but what now? Where do I go from here? And I have to say for me, that was probably one of the most difficult things because it took, um, it, it took a long time for me to find my place here and to find a community that I fit into and that I wanted to be with and um, a good program. And unfortunately, I spent the first year in not not the right place for me and I didn't meet any people and I wasn't growing and I wasn't learning and um, you know when I left the yard and moved to Julie Choose last year um, Julie's introduced me to a ton of people I've met lots and lots of, of just lean horse people and I've been able to connect with some really good coaches and that's kind of helped me set up the program for the horses I have now but it just takes a long time it does it takes a long it does. time and, <laughs> and it frustrates me that you weren't made to feel welcome I hate it I hate yards where the women are bitchy and they're so worried about what's going on in their own lives that they're not prepared to make people feel welcome and a friend yeah. of mine has just moved out she's moved out to Australia and she's going through the same thing as you right now is well when you oh. were then which is really tough finding trying to make friends and you're so used yeah. to your own way and you end up second yeah. guessing yourself and questioning your own personality because yeah. you're thinking well why aren't I making friends like nobody wants to be my friend but it's not you it's just yeah. the rest of them are so selfish that they're just thinking about themselves and not thinking about you know really making you feel welcome so I'm always Rooting for people just to be nice, and if you have a new yeah. person come in your yard, it doesn't take yeah. five minutes just to welcome them and offer them a cup of tea, which is what <laughs> us Brits love to do. Love to have tea, you know, and just have a chat. I mean, granted, you're not going to get on with everybody, but um, to make you feel yeah. welcome, I think, is the most important thing. Yeah. How did you end up getting to Bettina's yard then? Because that's well, just like the one of the ultimate yards. I wasn't at Bettina's yard. Bettina was based at Julie's yard this spring when she was preparing for um, badminton. Ah. And so she was there with her students. And it was absolutely amazing to have her um, to have her there every day to watch her training processes. Um, and Bettina's just a, she's just a lovely, she's a lovely person. She, you know, she is very kind, um, always cared about how everybody else was doing around the yard, how the competitions were going. Um, I really enjoyed just talking to her and she's always, she's such a wealth of knowledge and always you learn so much just, you know, just from talking to her and she's helped me a bit with my horses and, um, yeah, I was, I feel very, very lucky that she was there. And, you know, she is the epitome of what we all want to be someday. I mean, mm. my gosh, she's had an amazing season and her horses are absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah, it, 
it was quite quite different this spring compared to say two years ago um, when I had left America. And when I was in America, I had an amazing support team. I had um, amazing coaches that you know were there every step of the way and really helped me with with this journey. And so coming over here and being in a yard for a year where I didn't have that and I really lost a lot of confidence and um, and it was a private it was a very private yard very private professional yard and um, yeah, it just it just wasn't what I had needed but I was mm-hmm. lucky last spring to find Julie's place and um, and then to meet Annabelle Scrimgore who I'm doing dressage with now and uh, Grant Wilson who <laughs> literally when I started jumping with him in December could hardly canter a Cavaletti because I had lost so much confidence and now you know he has me jumping around two star courses clear. So <laughs> it's incredible. But, um, it's amazing. You know it. It it sport is so much about the people around us too, and and the team. You know not just our team of professionals that are around us, but also our support team, our friends, our families. Um, you know everybody that stands behind us. If if you don't have that, you know it's it it makes it really hard to keep to keep the want to keep going. Some days when it gets really tough, you know. I always think it's those people that make a massive difference in the sport too. Um, well, clearly and... Jeff said the right thing then that day that uh, he, your horse is a little bit naughty. He was obviously reading your face well that day and giving you the good support. But no, I do, I do get what you mean. And I totally agree with you. Support is so massive. And it does break my heart a little bit when I see that some people are struggling and they're not getting the support. So I yeah. would happily put myself out there. I'll come to any events with you. I will wear, <laughs> I'll be your cheerleader, Christina, you know, with a banner, good or bad, whatever. Because ultimately you've got to enjoy it. And I know, yes, we want to yeah. pay the bills and we've got horses to feed and rent to pay for. But if you yeah. can enjoy it and just remember, I think it's very easy to forget why we're doing it and why we got into yeah. it in the first place. And yeah. you've got to enjoy yeah. it. And as a spectator, because I can't compete anywhere near your level. I mean, I can't even jump at the moment, let alone attempt <laughs> to go around a little course, let alone a two-star course. So as a spectator, I enjoy it so much more when I know that the rider and the horse is enjoying it. And whether yeah. they look even remotely happy or smiley or anything, you know, even if it goes wrong, you can see it in their face. They're just like, oh, man, you know, that wasn't great. But yeah. we know there's a lot of money at stake, but, you know, we want to see you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. At, at the end of the day, we all work too hard to not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's the thing. And I, I very much agree with you as a spectator. You can tell when people are enjoying it and, and, and when they're not. And I have, I have this amazing friend and coach, uh, Laura Backus in uh, Colorado. And I when I was in the States, would always come out of dressage tests, even if I had an amazing test. And I would be unhappy because I would find fault with it right away. And Laura got really tired of me doing this because a lot of times I'd come out and be really mad. And I had, you know, something wasn't quite right. And and then have a great score at the end of the day. And she's like, you know what? You need to enjoy this more. And every time you come out of a test from now the rest of your career, I want you to say, that was a great test. And smile. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> but you know what like now I try really really hard um, um to, to have a smile on my face always when I leave even if I'm gritting my teeth even if you know I have a six-year-old this spring that I had a beautiful a beautiful test beautiful hole and and when I went to flute she she 
yank the reins out of my hands. Hmm. And as mad as I was, I'd still put a smile on my face and walk out. Like, yeah. because you know what? Like, you, you have to, you have to enjoy it. And you, every day there's something to fix. Every day there's something to make better. But and that's what makes it so incredible is that, you yeah. know, is that yeah. you are, you were unhappy, but you were doing amazing tests and getting great results. But you're unhappy because you want to improve and you want your horse to improve. And we're always looking to improve. So people yeah. who have been around for years are still improving. So at some <laughs> point, you've got to sit back and start enjoying it and going, okay, but that's okay. We can learn from that and we can move on and we can improve. Yeah. But we're going to improve with a smile. <laughs> yes exactly oh, exactly Christina. I, I think the horses feel it too and you know at the end of the day like they don't have to do this for us we ask them to do insane things and you know like they know when we're happy and when we're not happy and even if we can fake it it still makes them want to do the job more and at the end of the day they have to want to do the job for us that's so, very true very true you know well, Christina, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for sharing so much of your story. And um, <laughs> I'm really excited for you for the next, Thank for not you. only the rest of this season, because saw, I saw you jump at Barbary and I thought you were amazing. What horse were you on at Barbary? Uh, thank you. Um, that's Cayo della Cassia. Um, he's, he uh, will go to Charmley Castle this weekend. And then uh, we're headed to the Mill Street CIC Two Star in uh, August, which I'm so excited. They haven't been abroad abroad yet, so um, it'll be our first tr- real trip since we've been over here. Oh well, best so. of luck for that. Do let us know how you get on. Um, can Thank we, you. Can yeah. we follow you on Twitter? Um, I don't have Twitter. I have Instagram and I do Facebook. So, so we need um, to set you up with a Twitter account so you can get involved <laughs> in Horse Hour on Twitter. But how can we follow you on Instagram and Facebook? So on Instagram, I'm Christina underscore Henriksen, and that's H-E-N-R-I-K-S-E-N. And then on Facebook, it's just it's Christina Henriksen right now. So I'll Amazing. put up a Henriksen eventing page eventually, probably this winter. <laughs> that's cool. We <laughs> We've can... got a handful yeah. with that. So. <laughs> Well, you've got enough to do. You've got all those horses and competitions to attend to. And whilst trying to look after your husband and cooking him dinner and making sure he's happy too. So we are very busy. Got to keep everybody happy all the time. (laughs) It's a hard job, I tell you. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Christina. Hopefully we can catch up again soon sometime, maybe like towards the end of the year. And we can have a little roundup of how it's doing because I'd love to follow your journey. So um, thank you. Thank Thank you. you. And I really appreciate that. It's been really great chatting with you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Next week, we have a fascinating guest. He has a list of accolades that are just endless. He's a fellow at the Institute for Science in Medicine. He's based over in America. He's called Dr. David Ramey. He also reviews for the Equine Veterinary Journal in London, plus the Journal of Equine Veterinary Science, the Australian Veterinary Journal. He's a member of the Board of Advisors for the American Council on Science and Health.
literally this list goes on and on. He's had so many documents published in over 70 veterinary journals himself. And the reason that I invited him on to Horse Hour is because recently he's written an article on fall inflection tests. Now the fall inflection tests are commonly used in evaluation of the horse's lower limbs when you go and have a vetting to buy a horse. And his article is so interesting. So I've put it on horsehour.co.uk for you to have a little read before you actually hear the episode with him. Such a fascinating man. I can't wait for you to hear that. So that's Dr. David Ramey next week on Horse Hour. This week, you can win two VIP tickets for the British Show Jumping National Championships at Stoneleigh. It starts on the 8th of August and they're VIP hospitality tickets. So you get all your drinks, your food, you're treated like royalty. All you have to do is head over to Horse Hour on Twitter to enter that competition. Keep sending me your photos and your journeys of what you've been up to with your horse because I love to see your stories. There's lots of competitions going on at the moment. And uh, so massive congratulations to you that are, are doing really well, but also also, if you're going out for the first time, I think it's so brave to make that step to actually go out and enter a competition. So as always, tag me on Twitter at Amy Stevenson one You can also get involved with Horse Hour Live, which is every Monday between eight and nine. Then uh, I broadcast the podcast live. It's brilliant. It means that I get to involve you. You get to be on the show as well. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show, then just head to the website as always, horsehour.co.uk. There's a little form there for you to fill in. And uh, I just want to hear about about your story really it's either a subject that we're talking about if you have an opinion then you can uh, tweet us with your opinion or if you'd actually like to be on the show then drop me a message i hope you have a good week with your horse i'll speak to you soon you've been listening to horse hour join the community on twitter mondays 8 p.m uk time 3 p.m eastern by using the hashtag horse hour follow amy at amy stevenson one and subscribe to us on acast itunes stitcher and Player FM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.